What's up, everybody? It is Casey with the Rules Podcast, and with me, as always, it's the Dr. Frankenstein to my the monster. It's Jake. How you doing? Um, wonderful. Yeah. I wonder. I wondered who was going to be the monster here. I mean, if you look at us, clearly me. <laughs> I'm always. Every time Brie will be like, oh, I you know say something about Frankenstein. I'm like, don't you mean the monster? I'm sure she loves it. Yeah. And then like online, I was looking about Frankenstein related stuff. And then like someone was like, well, technically, because the monster does see himself as Frankenstein's son. He is Frankenstein. It's like, fair enough. Yeah, but if I... I see myself as your brother. That doesn't make me a Morse. Yeah, but I didn't, or my mom didn't birth you. Like, Frankenstein made this guy. I don't know. I I think it's a technicality. No, I mean, it is a technicality, but, like, let's just say all of your comics fell together, lightning struck them, like, you know, Golden Age style, and, like, it became a living thing. And they're like, Drake, you're my dad. And you're like, I don't own, I don't want you. But he's like, no, you're my dad. My last name's it's Comics Dilly. I mean, he <laughs> would have a point because, you know, he, you own the things. You just don't want him now. Yeah, I definitely don't want him. <laughs> <laughs> just go back to the way you were. In my Nightwing collection. I don't want this. Rick. <laughs> All right. Well, real quick, Monday night football, Casey. (laughs) We've got the San Francisco 49ers versus the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going 49ers are going to win, but I'm rooting for the Vikings for our buddy Clint. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Well, I mean, I can see the score. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think the 49ers will probably pull it off, but right now they're down 14 to 22. I don't know about you, but the Vikings are feeling 22. Oh, hey, you. Because, like, Taylor Swift is, like, a big football fan now. That's, like, I... the most football highlights I've seen this year is Taylor Swift. And it's like, boy. If I was a football fan, I'd be very annoyed. Couldn't have said it better myself. Like I you... saw I, I saw a video of her doing a handshake with Patrick Mahomes' wife. I'm like, I know everyone hates her. So this is like, must be the worst <laughs> for fans. The only person that fans hate more than her is Mahomes' brother. Oh, okay. Who he got was arrested. Oh, was he? Yeah, it was he, all three of them. Okay. He was arrested not that long ago. But uh, anyway, yeah, you know, it's pretty bad whenever like the official NFL pages are are changing shit in their bio to be Chiefs related over this. It's like you guys really aren't helping the old tampering accusations when you do shit like yeah. this. But whatever. All right, it's time for some trivia. 
You know the rules. Three cards, two questions per card. Casey will give you a few seconds pause so that you can think of the answer. Up first, Casey, true or false? Hydra created the super adaptoid. I'm really not sure on this one. So I'm going to say false. Correct. Who created the super adaptoid? I'm still not very sure on this because I've not read enough with the super adaptoid, but I'm going to say aim. No, it was Ultron that made it. You got it. Nope. It was was aim. aim. Okay. I need to look up what the super adaptoid looks like. You've seen him in um, Annihilation Conquest. Ah, that guy. Yeah. He's basically just their version of a Mezo. Right. Question two. What spy organization did Emil Blonsky belong to before he became the abomination? I mean, with a name like Blonsky, I think it's only got to be one thing. The KGB. It is indeed. It's like, actually, it's Marvel's version of KGB, so it's KGC. (laughs) Next question. Who was the colorful leader of the planet Sakaar? That Hulk led a successful revolt against. It's like the Red Emperor or some shit. I don't remember his name. You're close. It's the Red King. Red King. All right. True or false. After the assassination of Captain America, Iron Fist becomes the leader of the New Avengers. False. Who does become the leader? I don't remember, but I know it wasn't Iron Fist. Was it Kate Luke Cage? Yep. Okay. It was. Yeah, it makes sense because Bendez was writing it at the time, and he's like, he's just giving all sorts of glizzies to old Luke Cage. You wish Luke were giving him his glizzy. Yep. All right, Daredevil finds the kingpin's presumed dead wife and returns her to the kingpin. What is her first name? Vanessa. It is Vanessa. I had to think about that one. And finally, multiple choice if you need it. In what Marvel comic series did Blade first appear? I'm gonna need. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take the old. Really? Yeah. A. Ghost Rider. B. The Tomb of Dracula. Oh, okay. C. Marvel Spotlight. It's the Tomb of Dracula. It is indeed. Tomb of Dracula number ten. All right. On to. The news. I've got one or two more, so I'm going to start us off. Um, pretty much all comics news, I believe. Yeah. Okay, so we're getting a new Dark Souls comic. I like those. They're fun. It's going to be called Dark Souls The Willow King. It's a four-issue miniseries coming in January. 
It'll be written by George Mann and art by Mon House. Uh, I can't wait. It's been a little while. It's, it's been a while since we had some Dark Souls. It's been a while. Uh, <laughs> so really quick, this is just something really stupid that I'm going to share that has nothing to do with that. But you said Willow, so it made me think of it. Back in the day, like Jeff Hardy. Have you heard of Jeff Hardy? He's a pro wrestler. The Hardy Boys. Yeah. So Jeff Hardy, he was like dang near like the peak of his like overness. But he got, you know, he had drug issues and he got kicked out of WWE. So he went to TNA and he was like doing TNA. <laughs> total nonstop action. Oh, okay. <laughs> he went over there and he's like, like, yeah, I'm you know, Jeff Hardy doing my stuff. And like, so they're like doing, you know, like helping out ratings, but then they were starting to hurt again. He's like, guys, I have the perfect idea. I'm not going to look like Jeff Hardy at all anymore. I'm going to go by the name Willow. I'm going to have like an umbrella, paint my face. And it's just like, like anyone with half a fucking brain was like, this is a terrible idea. He's like, no, I'm going to be Willow. (laughs) (laughs) So, so he did it. Oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna Google it. Yeah, it was dumb because like that was like around the time when I was like, I'm just done watching this. Oh, that mask is awful. Yeah, I just I don't understand. I don't understand the umbrella and the the braids. Nope. It's just what was the what was the gimmick? I don't fucking know, dude. I think he was just on a lot of drugs. I mean, did did people like Willow? I don't think so. Cause then like later on his brother Matt showed up there and he got hit in the head too many times and he started doing the broken gimmick and that got over like crazy, but I don't think Willow was was over was ever overly well liked. Yep, I can see why. All right, moving right along, uh, Fabian Nietzsche is going to be doing a cable book. So, you know, Fabian's a good writer. If you like cable, I'm sure that's pretty exciting. Is this adult cable? Or Kid Cable, or like one of those books where it's like, ah, this is stuff from the 90s. I'm going to be honest. I don't have a fucking clue. I got you. Any of the X stuff, man, not a clue. Yeah. (laughs) I hear you. Okay, so I'll just mention Deadpool 3 has officially been delayed due to the SAG after strike. No current release date has been set. Which it's like, well, we knew this was kind of coming, but it's official now that it's no longer has a release date. Yep, not surprising. All my stuff's comic stuff. I can just rattle it off at I'll, once. I'll rattle my shit off because my shit, like mine's kind of, you know, looking for stuff. Uh, <laughs> so Amazon's Gen V is getting a second season. I didn't watch the first one. I just wasn't overly interested in it. I don't know if you checked it out at all or not. Nope. Yeah. Actually, uh, I didn't even see that last season of The Boys. Oh, dude, you you should. It was good. I believe it. I just kind of forgot. Yeah. 
And then you mentioned like, I don't know how many weeks back that, you know, Del Toro is doing a Frankenstein movie. And so now we got some casting for it. Uh, Andrew Garfield is going to be Frankenstein. Oscar Isaac is going to be the monster. And Mia Goth is going to be the bride of Frankenstein, which it's like, it's kind of weird that they're introducing the bride of Frankenstein in the first movie. But yeah, it's interesting. I'll say that. I mean, might be good. Like I have, like I've mentioned before on this podcast, Oscar Isaac just has a weird sexual tension with everybody he's in a scene with. So it's going to be weird. Like the bride of Frankenstein pretending not to be into it. (laughs) <laughs> or frankenstein himself yeah it's like oh my monster oh. <laughs> and he's like technically dad my name's frankenstein too <laughs> <laughs> i actually think i really do think that del toro is gonna do that well yeah i have a feeling it's gonna be like way since they got oscar isaac it's not gonna be like the old movie it's gonna be more like the book where like which i have not read but i know like the monster has actually a personality and isn't just like all the time so i have a feeling it's gonna be closer to the book in that sense of it you know of him like having thoughts and all that type of shit (laughs) a personality yeah be hilarious if it wasn't like they got oscar isaac just to like (laughs) an obscene amount of money yeah did you you i figured since it's halloween we'll finish with the the spooky comic recommendation all righty uh image comics has a new imprint coming out from old jeffrey johns it's called ghost machine and i think that's what he's been doing his uh his whatever his gi robot book through image is under Mm. this and um that other one geiger yeah gary frank is is that too so i don't know whatever that's just a thing that got announced it's one of those things with, um, you know, Jeffrey Johnson that it's hard for me, you know, even if I was a fan, it'd be hard for me to get overly excited because he just takes so long on his books. So it'd be, you know, I think it'd be kind of hard to be like, oh, cool, a whole imprint of his books that are going to take forever to come out for some reason. I would say about half the people in my shop that had JSA on a poll took it off because of how long it's taking that book to yeah. come out. It's 12 fucking issues. It's doomsday clock all over again. That that guy needs to get his shit like Which, done. It's crazy. Cause I remember when I like was really getting heavy into comics, Jeff Johns was writing like every other book and they would come out and they were all pretty darn solid. You know, and then now it's like he's writing one book and it's just like, boy, maybe this will come out. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. I think he's he's probably just trying so hard to, like, make it good, you know? Yeah, I mean, I I think part of it's probably like he's probably trying to get stuff that can be. You know, like good studio related stuff, even though he doesn't really have as much responsibilities that way anymore. He's probably yeah. still trying to get some script related shit out there and all of that stuff to, you know, 
because that's where the real money is. Yeah, I agree. Okay. We're getting a new Constantine series. <laughs> uh, it's called Constantine Dead in America. It's going to be eight issues written by Cy Spurrier with art by Aaron Campbell. Cy's Sandman Universe Constantine book won awards. It's supposed to be really good. So if that's your thing, I'm sure uh, like I know Preston's going to be pumped for that. He was a fan of that book too. Um, so yeah, something to look forward to. I might actually check that out because the Flash has been. I mean, it's only one issue, but it was good, so I'm interested. The next up, we've got Dead X Men, written by Steve Fox. It's about five dead mutants that come back for one more mission, baby. It's going to be four issues. I don't really, because I thought with like Krakoa and shit, they can just come back whenever. Well, currently, well, currently they they all got chased off of Krakoa or something. Because I only know this from Iron Man and Wolverine books, but it's like that's the big thing. Like all the mutants aren't allowed to be on Earth anymore. They're getting okay. hunted. Oh, well, whatever. Depending on who they pick for the team, I guess that could be fun. Hope it's Marrow. Get Marrow Beak. Um, Marrow's, Marrow's in uh, Realm of X. Oh, shoot. Never mind. Get Beak and Angel. You get those two terrible characters. <laughs> oh, jeez. Beak was in Exiles. Because, like, he's. Do you know anything about Beak? Let me Google him because I, I want to make sure it's the same guy. Because it's like, oh he, yeah, he looks awful. Yeah, it's he, for those that don't know, he's just a big chicken character. And then when they were like, um, he does he literally just doesn't have powers. There's a part in Exiles where there's an evil Hyperion that's just like beating the shit out of the whole team, and Beak runs off because like, what's he gonna do? And he's like, oh my. He's like, I don't have any powers, but I do know how to make friends. And so then he just got two other Hyperions from different universes to come and fight the, the evil Hyperion instead. Oh, gosh, that is so cheesy. Reading yeah. that as like, a, as like a freshman in high school, though, fucking rad. <laughs> I'm sure. I just remember. Yeah, let me pull this up. Oh, where's the share screen? There we go. This is so bad. Yeah. I mean, I would I would even say horrifying. Yeah. I don't I don't know what he looked like during the exiles phase. Yeah, um if you go down, there's an actual picture from an exile cup. One more. There it is. This one? Yep. That's him in the exiles and that's Hyperion right behind him. They just gave him like a fleshy beak instead? Yeah. yeah. That's not better. I have to stop looking. This is a... I'm going to have nightmares tonight. <laughs> hey, if this, this episode gets 2,000 likes, Jake will be beak 
Brad C2E2. But the flesh should be equally made from my skin. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? I've been in a tractor by myself all day. <laughs> we need to get you somebody to talk to in there. <laughs> okay, final bit of news. And it's Star Wars comics news. The Bounty oh, Hunters... <laughs> the Bounty Hunters series is being canceled. And in its place, we're getting a Django Fett series. Um... I heard the Bounty Hunters book isn't good. So I I would assume that uh, just the cool covers are probably carrying that book. Because mm-hmm. um, the bits that I read, I was like, yeah, this is not good at all. Except for like one or two issues where it was just Bosk killing everybody. Yeah. Um, but anyway, if you're a fan of Django... Then that's that's pretty cool. We're also getting a Mace Windu miniseries. He's had he had one back in 2017, maybe. Uh, so he's getting a new one. And then the last one we're getting is called Thrawn Alliances, which is a comic adaptation of the Grand Admiral Thrawn novel by Timothy Zahn. And Timothy Zahn is coming back to help write this along with Jody Hauser. So that should actually be pretty cool. I read that book a long time ago. Well, it's a trilogy, actually. Uh, and it's great. So to see a comic adaptation, I think, would be pretty cool. Right on, dude. So I got a qu- like two questions. They're Star Wars related. Are you excited for the Peach Momoko Star Wars book that's coming out? Yeah, I am. I think and it's then, gonna be just an acid trip, but yeah, it'll be cool. And then, how do you like Ahsoka so far? Have you watched any of it? Yeah, I finished it. Um, oh, okay, I didn't even I know liked, it was done. Yeah, it, it finished up two or three weeks ago. Um, it was good though; I liked it a lot. Good. It was, it was just Rebels. It was live action Rebels where they're all nice. older, and everybody was casted very well. Uh, Spoiler alert, Thrawn shows up in the show. Uh, I knew that. I saw some people complaining online about him. Uh, they have no reason to complain. Okay. The uh, He was awesome. They actually got the voice actor to play him, and he's a good actor. He's in several other things. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was great. I loved it. Right on. I love that. I mean, I definitely had some minor gripes, but like overall, I was like very much into it. You wouldn't be a Star Wars fan if you didn't have gripes. Yes. I mean, you kind of hurt your cred without having like a lot of gripes, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I should have harassed somebody online to the point of quitting social media. Yeah. I mean, that's what Star Wars fans do. Come on. But uh so spooky comic book recommendation. We were talking about you know spooky books the other day, and I kind of forgot this one. This is like one of the best ones that I, you know, after thinking about it. And I wanted to mention it. So as long as you guys are okay with not getting an ending, because this book um it's been on hiatus for a while. Jake, do you know what it is? Yep, it's Afterlife with Archie. Absolutely it is. <laughs> but it is so As soon good. as you did hiatus, I was like, ah, I know what he's talking about. Yeah. I think it's been on 
you know, it's hiatus for five years now. They came but, out like one issue. Uh, yeah. Five years ago. Yeah. And that was the Christmas special. But yeah, it's super good. It's like it. I mean, the one downside to this book is it is what gay. I guess the reason why we have Riverdale. It's a fun fact because it kind of like proved like, oh, people like a serious Archie. But yeah, I would highly recommend it if you like zombies. But if you're a big Jughead fan and you don't want to see him eating brains, you might want to skip it. Yeah, I a few times I've thought about reading it, but then I think, what's the point? I mean, it's good. Right. I just <laughs> they just need to finish it. It's insane yeah. that it never got finished. Yeah. Uh, also, something that we meant to mention last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, Keith Giffen passed away. And I'm pretty frustrated because I had this whole thing saved in my notes and it didn't save. Oh, uh, I was going to just do a little little biography piece. But uh, this one, like we've had some crazy legends die in the last few years. This one hit me the hardest. I love Keith Giffen. Um, he was a part of so many great 80s and 90s dc comics that i love most importantly um dr fate justice league international um i mean those two books i could just i could go on and on about them but they're essential reading in my opinion at least the justice league international and it's just a damn shame that was a time in comic books in the 80s where you know frank miller was coming up and in the ranks and everything was was going all dark instead of eat your fruits and veggies and stay in school uh but keith keith kept everything light and not you know without sacrificing um a serious story so i don't know he was just somebody that like nobody had anything bad to say about him every like the worst anyone's ever said about him was that uh you know he was just like grumpy but not in a bad way he you know that was just like mm -hmm. his personality but he was one of the funniest comic writers and also just came up with some batshit crazy ideas like ambush bug and stuff like that so yeah. um it sucks Rest in peace, Keith. Uh, Casey, anything you want to add? Any books of his that you like? I mean, he's kind of responsible just for both of our mutual love of blue and gold. Mm -hmm. Like it's, you know, a lot of that falls on him. And just a lot of the care like these C and D characters that we like and they're like the personalities that they have now is because of him. And I yep. do want to share his uh, I don't know if you saw, but his final Facebook post. Like, this is legitimate, like, after he passed away, what was posted. I told them I was sick. Anything not to go to New York Comic Con. Thanks. <laughs> Keith Giffen, 1952-2023. Yeah. Which is just so damn hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because I had screenshot that a couple of weeks ago 
to to say and and obviously we forgot last week and then it yeah. it fell by the wayside but uh but yeah it's a damn shame he was still i mean he was still riding and uh you know had stuff in the works but i don't know is it is it that more more legends are dying or is it just is that our perception of things just because we're getting older you know what we're i mean getting older <laughs> just like damn people didn't die before yeah. 2016 it's like no nah, they did <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right man what'd you read this week all right so i read ghost rider the invincible iron man uh, oh, Ghost Rider at number 19 is so Iron Man number 11. Superman number 7. She-Hulk number 1. Daredevil number 2. The uh, Jade Garrick The Flash number 1. World's Finest 20. The Incredible Hulk number 5. Green Lantern War Journal number 2. And Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong issue 1. What about you? I was... I decided to be a nice guy. We sold out of Hulk and one of my oh. regulars really wanted it. So I gave up my copy and did not get to read it. Oh man. Why, why'd you guys not? I mean, I'm not saying it's bad, but like, why'd you guys sell out of Hulk? I it mean, it's have just, been, it's just oh, a hot okay. seller. It's, okay. It is a hot seller. Okay. I was like, I didn't know if you sold out every week or if this was like, a, you know, the first week you guys sold out. I'm like, this is such a weird spot to sell out <laughs> i sold out of uh like <clears throat> one through three okay. i had like one copy of four left and then five sold out so it's whatever i'm getting more so i will read yeah. it it's just like i almost didn't say anything but i was like now get rid of it um all right anyway i read daredevil 2 world's finest 20 superman 7 uh, Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, She-Hulk. Jay Garrick. Uh, Red Sonia 4. Crypt of Shadows 1. Did you read Crypt of Shadows? No. Okay. Scarlet Witch 9. Moon Knight 28. And Nightwing 107. No Green Lantern? Hold up the cover. No, I must have forgot that one. Oh, okay. I had a lot this week, man. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> you're just like, no more Philip Kenny Johnson for me. Yeah, I know. It's weird, isn't it? Well, I think you have probably one more than me. So I'll just I'll let you go first. And then, okay. Nightwing 107 featuring sexy pirate dick. Yep. That's got to be the name of the episode. Sexy Pirate Dick Cast. <laughs> um, it was fine. Honestly, it was fine. A really like. I will give Tom Taylor credit when it's due. There's a really funny part where. He's on the ship with his ex-girlfriend, B, who is the leader of these pirates now. And she's like, if we're going to do this, you can't be dressed up as, as Nightwing. You got to fit in with the crew. So 
come on down here. There, There's a room with some spare clothes in it. So she leaves and he opens up this chest and he comes out dressed like this. She's like, what the hell are you wearing? He's like, I, this was the only thing that fit from the chest. She's like, the chest, did you not see the cupboard? He's like, I did not. <laughs> so there was like, she's like, yeah, there, there were jeans and sneakers, regular people clothes, shirt with buttons. He's like, I'll change. She's like, no, for the rest of the mission, you're going to look like you're from the cover of a romance novel. I'm like, I you saw, know what? I, it's pretty funny. I, I actually saw a dude complaining about that on Twitter. And then Tommy Why? T. Because he's like, um, Tom Taylor, you need to understand that Nightwing was trained by the world's greatest detective. He would know to look all over that place. And then someone else was like, well, in my head, kid, he did. He you know checked it over for bugs, and then he went with this because it would be funny for him. And then Tom's just like, I mean, if you didn't like the book, I don't know why you're posting this big long sentence about it. But he did it in an Australian accent that I can't do. And then, oh, was he Australian? Tommy T, yeah. Yeah, you know, he's like, oh God, no, why are you even posting? <laughs> God, Casey doesn't know anything about language. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, then the guy's like, well, that's because I review comics, Tommy T. And he's like, oh, are you the Two Worlds podcast? Because they're the only guys that call me Tommy T. It's <laughs> like, no, but I love them. They're very good. <laughs> like, surprise, it was me. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, then, of course... Tom Taylor can't write one of these books without making Dick and Babs ultra horny. So she was like, oh, you should wear this back home. Anyway. <laughs> uh, then Nightwing's like, I'm not a piece of meat, Barbara. Yeah, right. Just wearing this open shirt. But then there's a backup that's like, I like the, the first part of this backup and the last issue, but this one just wasn't very good at all and i just don't give a shit about it and i am not gonna talk about it it just sucked okay um it's just like him and jason like fighting these guys that are dressed like the cop from the village people and there's one more part and at the end none of it's gonna fucking matter you know Mm -hmm. so whatever um dick brings up barbara and jason's like (laughs) (laughs) it's like tommy t keeps that that my head cannon alive people uh, there was a rumor at new york that they were going to announce a second part a sequel to that it didn't happen but we'll see the fourth joker Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna give it a seven for a Nightwing book. It was actually fun for once. Nice. Okay, Ghost Rider number nineteen by Benji Percy. That's Benjamin Percy to me, and Corey <laughs> Smith and Brent Peoples on the art. So we get more back, you know, backstory on the old goth chick, and they go to this, and then like. Every once in a while, it, you know, it goes between her backstory and uh, Ghost Rider and her going to this town where there's the 
cult of uh, Mephisto and you know they're basically just like stopping the cult and Ghost Rider being Ghost Rider was like oh yeah they're evil like it's a bunch of kids though it's like they're evil they did bad things I'm gonna kill them all and the girl's like just get rid of their sins spare them he's like why and she's like because they're kids and he's like fine and so yeah he just kind (laughs) of stops the thing and like yeah they don't he doesn't end up murdering all the kids really i'm shocked i know i'm like man they're making you soft all these sjw's not letting you kill kids more like woke writer (laughs) crazy oh man if you guys are really good at uh photoshop make us a woke writer (laughs) (laughs) but uh no i actually liked it i'm gonna go 8.5 or nine in that area, you know, like if he killed a few more kids, it'd be a 10. Sure. Sure. No, it's just like the only downside really is like the hopping around. I'm just not a big fan of that type of storytelling. Okay. Moon Knight 28. It's written by Jed McKay with art by Federico Sabatini. And it's good stuff. Um, Moon Knight, Hunter's Moon, and Old Tigra are the assault team against Zodiac and and all these fools. Um, and then yeah, Tigra she steps on a mine, and she has to stay behind. And she's like, "No, go finish the mission." And he's like. But you're on a mine. She's like, I'll be fine. Uh, so he runs off to fight. What's his name? What is his name? Black Spectre. That's who it is. He goes to fight Black Spectre. And then Zodiac, it, like the issue ends with Zodiac in the midnight mission. Uh, I guess he's going to try to blow it up or something. It's cool. It's all just leading up to these the old Death and Moon Knight here. So uh, for right now, it's just a big old action movie, which I'm not upset about. Art's good. Dialogue's good. Uh, Moon Knight and Tigra share a little smooch. The will they won't they finally ended in they will. So I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10. I liked it. Right on, man. Okay. Invincible Iron Man number 11 by Gary Duggan and guest artist Andrea DeVito. And then uh, I'm going to bring up the cover artist, Kale McGue, because they they wanted to put um, her butt front and center, but then they're like, mm, it's skin tight, but no, we, we can't go too hard with the butt. So it's just going to be like the cake, but no no line. If that was Dick Grayson, you'd know there'd be a line. There's a double standard. (laughs) But, uh, so yeah, Emma and Tony are on their honeymoon. And, you know, they're trying to do all this stuff to get the the special medal. Tony fights a gorilla. Um, Yeah, it's fun. It's pretty cool. He he makes a cane with with his stuff and he tests it on all the heroes. And, you know, stuff's gonna go down it's gonna be cool it's kind of like annoying because there's one part where they're like 
Oh, he because he's like at Kakoa and that's being pillaged by people. And he's like trying to find it so I can know. Is it I only had boots on the ground for a few minutes on the island, but I was left with the strangest sensation that I was not alone. He's right. Someone is protecting the island. See Immortal X-Men for details. I'm not going to. Just tell me who it is. Yep. I feel and that. Frozen. So are you. Can you hear me at least? I could hear you oh, the okay. whole time. I, I heard that now. Um, oh, perfect. But um, yeah, so I'm going to go with like a seven and a half. It's solid, but you know, it's like there's nothing about it that's making me go like, oh man, this is the best. Jake, you need to read this. You could, and I think you'd probably have an okay time with it, but nah. I don't think it's going to, it's not going to, yeah, it's nothing that I'm going to be like, dude, you have to read this. I will say, I always like looking at the Kale Goo covers because even though he didn't define Emma's ass well enough right there, all of his covers are just... Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to blame the editors for that. He probably defined her ass exactly the way the good Lord intended, and then they're like, whoa, too horny. This isn't a Tom Taylor book. It's like, that's not Dick Grayson. We can't let her one up him. Like, but we should. We're we're direct competitors. Like, no. There's a comics code, and it's all about Dick Grayson's ass. <laughs> okay, Scarlet Witch number nine. Written by Steve Orlando, with art by Lorenzo Tometa and Sarah Pacelli. I... I'm going to give this an incomplete because it was really fake Magneto heavy and I don't care and I don't want to read about him. So I'm probably done reading Scarlet Witch as long as he's a big part of it, Uh, which is whatever. I'm not so upset by it. I enjoyed this book while I was reading it. And, uh, you know, it's just to a point where I don't care about this particular arc. I may jump back in if it continues. Uh, But we'll see. So, incomplete. Right on. Green Lantern War Journal number two. I'll be kind of brief, but we get Philip King, Johnson, and Montos on the art. Jon Stewart's got a uh, job interview in the city. And it's at Steelworks. And uh, Jay Nakamura is briefly in it and really yeah very briefly and it's just like it's just you know uh john's reaction to him is kind of like i i personally think everyone that you know isn't just like isn't just like hardcore like yeah you know representations of anyone that's actually read the character was just like oh okay all right (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just you know they they shook shook hands and he's like i'm a big fan he's like huh and he's like yeah you know you don't have anything to hide he's like oh okay (laughs) that's funny yeah he tries to convince his mom to move to metropolis get attacked by some baddies and yeah it's good you know like it's it's pretty solid i'm here for the ride on this book uh 
yeah, there's nothing really nothing that's overly bad, but there's also nothing that's like overly grabbing about this issue. Like the first issue was much better than this one, but it was it's still pretty solid. So I'm gonna go eight out of ten. Very good. Looking forward to reading it, even if it's just okay. Yeah. Crypt of Shadows. Uh, it's an anthology, which I realize I've said recently that I was done with, but, uh, you know, I didn't really realize that's what it was when I picked it up. Yeah, I Googled it and I found out it was an anthology and Al Ewing's name was on the cover. I'm like, I can pass this one. (laughs) Uh, Some of the creators are Al Ewing, Paul Davidson, Steve Orlando, Paul Asasita, Kevin Scott, Dev Malia Promenick, Sarah Gailey, Eater Messias, Declan Shalvey, and Alex Lenz. Uh, you know, it was pretty cool though. Like Al Ewing just wrote like the beginning, the end, and the between the stories bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all narrated by uh Strange's brother, who I guess like died in a car accident or something, but Strange kept him alive in the mirror dimension. Uh, which I had no idea about. I don't even know if that's a thing before this book. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, he's the narrator. Uh, um, I can't, I don't even know what his name is, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, the, the mini stories, though, there's one about Scarlet Witch uh, that was really good. The art was just fucking great in this one. Um, kind of a David Aha feel. Uh, but that one was about a haunted house, which was pretty cool. And then Kevin Scott wrote one about Deadpool and the Living Mummy, which was a good time. Um, Declan Shalvey did a Daredevil one, where Daredevil teamed up with Man Thing. It was really fucking good, and. Then Sarah Gailey did a uh, werewolf by night where he teams up with Hulk against Craven. And that was pretty cool, too. So, uh, honestly, man, this was like the best anthology book I've read in quite some time. It was a lot of fun. And then at the end. Kind of makes me wonder if Al Ewing isn't going to be on Doctor Strange sooner rather than later. Really? Because uh, it ends with Strange's brother escaping the mirror. And uh, it ends with him saying, do I have a story to tell you as he's stepping out of the mirror? So like to be continued in immortal Doctor Strange. Well, it says. Uh, Doctor, Str- like, keep exploring the dark side of the Marvel Universe. And then it shows Scarlet Witch Hulk. And then it shows that same panel and it says Doctor Strange when you least expect it. So all the others had a date, but that one didn't. So that's, that makes me think that it's going to happen eventually. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm going to give it a nine. 
it's it's exactly the kind of Halloween special you want from Marvel. It was cool. Plus, I mean, right, what right. other book do you get to see those team ups happen? Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of fun team ups for a Halloween book, I'm talk about the Incredible Hulk number five. It's by Philip Kennedy Johnson and Travel Foreman on the art. I love Travel Foreman's art. It works. I I can get where times where it doesn't work for people, but works really well for an ooky spooky book like this. And we get Man Thing teaming up with Hulk. Man Thing's like, I want to team up, and Hulk's like, No, leave me alone. He's like, Come on, do it. He's like, Son of a bitch, you talked me into it. And so they team up, and you know. Spoiler alert, save the day. And then this person shows up at the end. It's good. I like it. Like, I wasn't really feeling the first three issues super, super well. But I don't know. Part I think maybe part of it was just the art. And this art just works better for the story for me personally. But I liked it a lot. Uh, I'm going to go 9 out of 10. I'm glad that you're coming around on it. I mean, it's also, I'm going to say this, maybe it's just telling too much about me, but it's like, oh, big green shirtless strong guy. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> okay. I think my last one before the Muchies, uh, we've got Red Sonia number four. It's written by Torn Grunbeck with art by Walter Giovanni. I'm not really going to get into it because nobody's going to know what the hell I'm talking about. But uh, there's dark magic and, you know, body possession. And Sonia's just trying to make sense of all of it and trying to learn who to trust or, you know, who she's forced to work for right now. And then at the end, uh, Kulan Goth makes a return. He's just a sorcerer. Uh, character like like any sorcerer that pops up in conan or anything like that so uh it's cool i'm still digging it i'm gonna give it a seven out of ten nice dude okay so here is the order that i've decided in um world's finest sensational she hulk the jake eric flash daredevil superman and then just sleep versus godzilla versus kong sound good Yes. Daredevil, Superman, Justice League? Yep. Okay. Okay, start with World's Finest, The Return to Kingdom Come by Mark Wade and Dan Mora. Flash starts us off, you know? You get some Flash, and then you get the old uh, Superman and Batman going to the Kingdom Come verse. You know? What'd you think, man? I liked it. It it makes me want to go read Kingdom Come again. Yeah. I mean, there's one part where I'm like, I don't think I don't think this happened in Kingdom Come. But I could be wrong. I think Red Robin lived. I'm almost positive he lived. I thought he did too. But we don't know when in this universe this happens, right? Yeah, but so the end is like them at the mass grave for all the people that died at the end. And I'm almost positive that Red Robin, you know, lived. I think it's hilarious though. I just like the thought of like Batman have his hand on the Red Robin thing and like Superman's like, oh you you a fan of the restaurant? <laughs> I mean it is early on in their friendship. 
but yeah, no, I love what you. Sorry. I just love that they go to the Booster Gold restaurant and stuff. Yes. Oh, that was great. The nods to the steak. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Lightning Man's costume? I thought it was cool. It worked for what it, you know, the, the it's so nineties. Oh yeah. I love the nineties so aesthetic though. Yeah, I don't know. I liked it. The restaurant stuff was always super cool. Um I love seeing Dan Mora draw the Kingdom Come verse. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I was a big fan. It, it is funny to me, though, that it's like the last time they saw, you know, the Kid Thunder face is all fucked up, scarred all the hell. And then they see him in this future and they're like, how did he get those scars? It's like, well, I assumed it was Joker, bud. Like, <laughs> are we thinking he healed from that? Like, right. I was just assuming that's what happened. Yeah. But uh I liked it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go an eight because it's like I really do think Mark just forgot certain things from Kingdom Come because he probably hasn't read it as many times as we have. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I liked it though. Uh I'm probably Probably like a nine. Right on. It's not perfect, but it's still really fucking good. Yeah. Okay. Sensational She-Hulk number one. Written by Rainbow Rowell with art by Andre Ginolette. Um, I mean, it, it just read like fucking issue 17 or whatever of the yeah. last series. I agree. I liked <clears throat> it. There's nothing really bad to say about it. You know, the the backup story was a good bit of fun, too. Like, I mean, it was, like, obvious what was going to happen, but at the same time, like, I know exactly where they're going with this. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was right. But it was great. I loved it. Yeah, it was good. I like the final page of the normal story. I'm curious yeah. what, what Hulk is going to... Well, spoiler alert. Hulk shows up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious what Hulk's going to want. The only thing that I am getting a little tired of, man, is is the the Jack and Jen stuff. It's like how how many more issues are we gonna get whiny Jack? Yeah. It's like just go all in, man. I know. It's I mean, you got that muscle mommy, you just gotta go for it. Yep. Like it was fine for that arc, but yeah. we've had a few since then. Yeah. And we're not jealous. That's not why we're getting tired of it. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to rate it? I'm at a nine. I missed that book. It was a good time. Yep. I'm about the same, I think. Okay. So next up is Jay Garrick, The Flash. I'm going to try to find... I was trying to find an artist, but I know Jeremy Adams is writing it. Oh, it's right on the first page. Diego yep. Olortegua? Do you think that sounds good or do you, do you want to sure. try? Nah, that's okay. good enough, I think. All right. All right. I actually love this book. What do you think? I think the art's great and I love the way Jay's written and yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. I. <laughs> okay. The part, the first time it happens when uh, 
when they were like, well, we don't have a daughter. We can't have kids. I was like, am I missing a page? Like oh. I had to go back and read it again. And then I was like, I'll just read it. I'm sure we'll come back around to it. Sure yeah. enough, we do. But uh, but it, it really took me out of it for a second because it, it was just so abrupt. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah see, I mean, I kind of I kind of knew knew what they were doing because I read the Stargirl series where like she got taken, you know, and like everyone forgot about her and all the other kids that got taken. So I knew what they were doing with that part. Um, yeah, I just I really, really loved it. Like. There's the one one plus side of me reading a Jeffrey Johnson book was that I it was like, oh, yeah, this is what's going on. And it's really neat. Just, yeah, I love Jay Garrick, though. So. I do, too. And I like Judy. Mm-hmm. But man, I I'm really not trying to poo poo on this book because I thought it was really good. It's like, holy shit. Another speedster. Yeah, we have the this page right here where it's like. The whole family. We get another one added to it. Dude, I like are they not past bat people at this point? They gotta be damn close. I mean, I don't think they are just because it's like all of Batman Inc. I I'm talking the close family. Okay. I mean, well, in all fairness, Avery, the the Chinese flash girls like she's close to wallace but i don't think she's you know hanging out with them all (laughs) the point is it's not far off yeah but i loved it i actually like this is the thing i'm gonna like talk about the alan scott book for a little bit these backups that they are showing for this book were terrible like i was like I was kind of like looking at like, I am not excited for this. I'm going to read it because I like the flash. I like Jake Garrick and I like Jeremy Adams. And like, I read this like, holy crap, this is awesome. I absolutely love this, you know? And so now I'm like, when I look at the Alan, uh, yeah, the Alan Scott one, I'm like, this doesn't look good. (laughs) And so now I'm like, well, maybe it's going to be, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. I, I haven't read any of them. Like, so I'm I, like, yeah, I'm going to read the books or whatever. Yeah. Like, they put it back there. Let's see what they got. I'm like, this is what you got? Come on. But I think it's, you know, this was super good for to me. So it's my pick of the week, and it's a 10. I'm going to give it an 8. I liked it. But you weren't in life with it. Correct. Daredevil number 2. Written by Saladin Ahmed with art by Aaron Cooter. I liked this one better than the first issue. Same. My one my one downside really with this book is it's just like, uh, you know, it's like, oh, how long is he not going to be Daredevil? How long is he going to, you know, not have his memories? And now he's like, I used to be Daredevil. I was also Matt Murdock, a lawyer. It's like, oh. Not going to last long, is it? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I get that. But I really do like all the little character moments. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. He's just, uh, he's good guy Matt. He's helping out these kids. 
uh and i i like i like their dynamic i <laughs> i like that they're honestly like little shits but they're good little shits yeah so yeah i don't know i like it a lot the first issue is kind of weird with the you know possession and all that but this was just more street level good daredevil yeah i think we're gonna get more of the possession stuff but yeah no i think this is like I think Zadarsky's run on Daredevil was like one of those epic runs that you get on books. And like, this is like a perfectly fine Daredevil book. Like there's not, you know, it's not like anything that's going to make people go like, oh, this is the best. But it's also like, no, this is, I was thinking about it's the a, Charles soul to Mark Wade, huh? Not even, not even that. Like it, because like Charles soul is like such a completely different um, change up. Like this would be like, what's your favorite drink? Like just ever coffee okay so it's like you're just drinking coffee like yeah you're pounding coffees you're just so happy with coffee and you get a nice cold water you're like this is still good it's <laughs> nothing that you're gonna be like i am blown away by this artisan water but you're gonna be like i like this i yeah. needed something refreshing you know so it's it's nice and saying that i'm gonna give it another eight i'm giving lots of eights this week you know, I mean, that's where I'm at, too. It's. Yeah, I think that's a good spot. OK, and then Superman issue seven, a legacy issue 850 um, by Joshua Williamson and artists Gleb Melanikov and Dan Jurgens. I mean, we get more of the chain guy. <laughs> Did you like the chain guy? I mean, not really. It's just another one of those things where it's like, hey, remember this guy? You don't because no one does or whatever. Right. But I will say it's crazy that Gleb can give us stuff like this where you're like, oh, wow, he maybe is talented. And then he gives you like chain guy. This. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, someone was just looking at John Romita Jr. was like, let's make it worse. I was making that face before we got on the air. Okay, all jokes aside, though, that's like back to good, I think. No, I think it is, too. I just like the face because it's poop. Um, uh, then this this one. like, that's, yeah, that's, Boy. that's fine. Oh, uh, I thought you meant the Kara. I like the Kara. Yeah. The Kara is fine. The Superboy is not. Yeah, I actually think the book improved at the back when it goes to Dan Jurgens. Yeah. Um <laughs> the whole dude, we complain about this all the time. It's like it's like with Chain Guy. He's been here the whole time and you didn't know. You know mm. who else has been here the whole time and you didn't know? Lex's daughter. Yeah. Like what? Unless I just haven't read that issue, which there that's a good possibility. Mm -hmm. But I I didn't think that that was a thing. Yeah. I you know, I don't know. I didn't I'm not saying I disliked it. I think this book reads really well. It's a good book. Um and you see where Lex gets his uh personality from. <laughs> uh 
you know, I just want to see how it plays out because I, I trust Williamson enough. I trust Williamson enough, but I'm still like this arc. It's not doing it for me. I, I know it's just like the first arc was fun because I was like, oh, yeah, here's some C-list characters that we don't see very often. And this one's like, here's Chain Guy. He's very strong. These other Kryptonians have no shot against them. It's like, what? Like, it's just, it, it's pretty lame. What do you think about, where is it? That last part with Brainiac and the the Zarnians. Uh, I think it's weird that there's more Zarnians out there since Lobo was supposed to kill them all. Right. But, I really like that art, though. Yeah, the, the art's, art's really cool. cool. But, yeah, no, it's just one of those things where it's like, uh, uh, this is not correct, actually. <laughs> I think it'd be funny if whenever this happens in the, the backup and whatever Superman that uh, Lobo just comes and he's like, oh, I missed some and just fucking kills him. I think it would have been funny because like, correct me if I'm wrong, but Lobo's like a mutated Zarnian too. So like the other ones aren't anything, you know, aren't really like him. So I don't know. You know, it's just kind of dumb. Yeah. But I wish instead of having the three, it would have been like Twilight Lobo instead. So we could finally see that one come back. And then we could get Lobo versus Lobo finally again. Because like when the first issue of that Lobo book, he killed good Lobo. But then they're like, ah, we're just going to ignore that because no one read that book. <laughs> I really can't stand how. Uh, how Chain Guy is just this. He's just shaded out. He's just a shaded out floating corpse, essentially. Yeah. He just dangles. Yeah. He. Okay. Did you watch Chappelle's show? Very little. Okay. I'm sure you've seen the Rick James sketch. Oh, yeah. You've shown it to me. Okay. When. When Chappelle is crawling on the floor as Rick because his legs got beat up. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. That that is what Chain Guy's legs look like. Any scene that he's just flying there, and so every time I saw that uh, panel, I just thought of the Chappelle skit. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyway, I think I like this more than you. I'm a I'm oh, like a, an eight and a half. I'm probably at a five again. I think that's why I gave the last issue. It's just like the story itself. It's not really capturing me like the last one did. We were going so high, and now it's like. Uh, and then you know gloves are <laughs> so yeah it's I want I want to believe that uh Jamal Campbell yeah just needed a break and we'll be back soon I hope he had to I mean you saw his panels they were insane yeah yeah all right which brings us to the final book uh justice league versus godzilla versus kong it's written by brian bucciolato and uh the art is by must be on the final page maybe yeah okay oh yeah it is 
uh, art is by Christian Deuce. Really, I mean, they should have just called this book Justice League number one. Yeah. Because there is hardly any of the other two parts in it. Yep. Um, I was disappointed, personally. I don't give a fuck what the Justice League is doing in this book, man. I want the Justice League fighting Godzilla who's fighting Kong. <laughs> I don't care about the setup. See, I... I don't like it didn't bother me at all. Like, I mean, you, we need the boring setup, and it's like this boring setup is better than when it's regular people. We're doing getting it with characters that we know and we like a lot. So didn't really bother I guess. me. I'll say the toy man thing was funny. You yeah. Know? Um, um and I will say, like, they I don't know why they had Hawk Girl here because it's like all she really did. The whole book didn't like didn't even get like hardly anything she you know got to say. It was just uh, I blocked his toy with my mace. And that's it. You know, it's like kind of a waste. You just hate Hawk Girl. No, not even that. Um, I mean, I didn't care much for in the TV show because they owe Peter like none other. But in this, it's just like. Flash and Green Lantern said a lot. Wonder Woman said a little bit. Hawk girl, one bubble. Right. She just seemed a little unnecessary in this book. If they're, this is like just toss her in to toss her in. Maybe she's the one that she uses her mace. She gets the uh, Justice League Unlimited buffer and uses her mace and beats Batman and Kong, or Godzilla and Kong herself. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah, actually, I would laugh. I I did like some of the conversations Clark was having with his friends about, you know, mm-hmm. uh, proposing to Lois, but, and at the end of the day, I just, I wanted something more, wanted something more. I will say this is like one of the coolest looking Godzillas we've ever gotten. That's just yeah. a me thing. I, I love this. It, I think it looks awesome. I think that scene is awesome. I'm into it. Like, I honestly really liked everything about it. You know, not, no complaints from this this Godzilla fan. Who, if you can look in the background, you can see Godzilla versus Kong. You need, you need a little Justice League. I like uh, three-quarter inch figures. Yeah. Um, Here's a question. But, Sorry. I was hey. going to say, I was going to show you off the, the different covers. And in order of favorites. So this is, I like this one. This one, the coolest part though, is the wraparound, the whole wraparound, because it's like it's, a, it's just a cool standard cover. And then this is just so dumb and awesome, Godzilla mech. And then I love a foil cover. That's yeah. great. But this one, that's just too fucking cool. Agreed. Totally agree. I, I love Fate front and center there. Yeah. My question is. I I could be wrong. I feel like that maybe sometimes Godzilla, like Superman, is written to be as strong as he needs to be to win the fight. A hundred percent, and as weak as he needs to be. This is the so same. Who wins the fight? Is my question. Between Super, Superman and Godzilla. Superman should. I mean, I mean, like that's the thing. Like they put this on a special universe, so we don't really know the peak of Superman's powers. 
at, in this specific universe, but it should be Superman. But at the same time, Godzilla is the same character who in a movie, in one movie, you know, was like getting hurt. You know, get, was getting hurt by human animal, you know, stuff, and then that, the next next couple movies, he's flying by shooting his flame breath at the ground. He's as strong as he needs to be. <laughs> if they're, if both are like at their peak, Superman, I mean, bud. I mean, he like sneezes and destroys universes at his peak. Like Silver Age Superman was. I've not seen every Godzilla movie. There could be some crazy Godzilla shit where he does the same yeah. thing. I mean, there's some crazy Godzilla stuff, but it's still like Superman, like Silver Age Superman was something else. <laughs> right on. Oh, what, what did you rate it? Oh, I'm going to go a nine. I had a, had a good time with it. I'm going to go six. So what are you excited for? Uh, Witcher Wild Animals number two. Uh, let's see here. Probably Action Comics. Hmm. And I'll say Immortal Thor. I'm going to say Alan Scott, Green Lantern. Timmy Shares posted a big thing about why people should be reading it because I guess comic skaters are trying to bully him because it's gay, because the book's gay. So, you know, give that a give that a read. Um, you know, acquaintance of the podcast because he never came on, even though he seemed to show interest in the DMs I sent him. <laughs> Come on, Timmy. Well, he he said that uh, it had to be done through DC, so they were supposed to email us. I don't think I don't know if he ever passed the email on or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then Marvel Unleashed. I'm just just it's just fun. And then I'm gonna go Flash. I like Flash a lot. But so I was listening to this podcast, okay, and they were talking about the there's like a giant monster movie podcast they're going through a, the different uh monster movies throughout the years and they got to the attack of the 50 foot woman you know that that one where it's like i don't think I, you've seen it i've not seen it but we've both seen the cover the like the the poster for it because it's like an iconic poster you know what i'm talking about with the the lady saying like it's just this giant woman standing on a freeway in like a white bikini. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, I was just thinking to myself, what are like the four, in your opinion, most iconic comic book covers? Gosh, that's such a loaded question. I feel like it's going to be different for everybody, but uh, Action Comics number one, mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man 300. Um... Probably, probably that issue of Detective or Batman and Robin are are swinging. I don't know if that's twenty seven or not, um, but whatever that one. And gosh, 
can't decide if I should go like Amazing Fantasy 15 or like Fantastic Four number one, like something old school like that. Yeah. Or something so mass produced like like X-Men number one from 1990. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll just one of those. All right. Two of those were on my list, the uh, Fantastic Four and Amazing Fantasy, but I'll say Hulk uh, 340. I pulled up the picture of it, but it's the issue where Wolverine has got the got the clot. Like, fucking cool ass. That one crossed my mind. Um, and then the issue of Green Lantern. I don't know the, the number, but the Green Lantern and Green Arrow when he's, you know, Green Lantern's got the, the ring in there and Green Arrow shooting the, the lantern. That one, you know, sticks out to me a lot. Um I think because you know you took my uh my my big DC one of action comics because that's like such an obvious one. I mean, I think that and Spider-Man 300 are the two most you know yeah. homage covers of all time. Yeah. Um yeah, I'll go with the the, the old crisis one. Mm-hmm. So Superman Holden. Holding his cousin. Um, oh, yeah. Avengers. Like, if we're going homage also, the Avengers issue one cover. Because, yeah. I mean, Thunderstrike did it better. But, you know. I, I would even argue. Is it? No, it's Avengers. I can't think of it was either Uncanny or maybe Avengers where uh, they're like going head to head. You know what I'm talking about? It's on like fucking metal signs and shit all all the time. What do you mean they're going head to head and who? I'm trying to find it real quick so that I can share the screen maybe it's not avengers maybe it's just the x-men oh are you talking about the um oh the it was chris claremont era it was uh dark phoenix is in the middle and it's one side the x-men the other side the hellfire club no here it is x-men 100 you'll know it as soon as you see this Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that one. But that, I feel like that's a big one too. Although, um, shit, I think 101 is, uh, is the Phoenix cover. Yeah. No, not, not that. Not, not Phoenix. Well, yeah, that's, that's, uh, her first appearance, but I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Cause that one's like, her dark her in the middle yeah i thought maybe it would pop up yeah that's a good one too Mm -hmm. anyway there are lots lots Mm -hmm. and lots and tell us your favorites down below and tell us why it's you know action comics number one probably all right guys that brings us to the end of the episode 
So closing plugs, head on over to facebook.com slash two worlds podcast and give the page a like. You can follow us on Twitx at two underscore worlds underscore PC. Twix. Twix. I got to say something different every time. Yeah. Uh, and on Instagram at two worlds pod. You can email us at two worlds podcast at gmail.com. And if you would head on over to the YouTube channel, we are two worlds podcast on YouTube and subscribe. Leave us a comment down below. Tell us, you know, if you agreed with our views on the comics this week, if, uh, you know, what, the, what you think is most iconic, I don't know, whatever else you want to leave a comment on, just do it. I don't mind. But do like multiple comments because the more comments, the better the algorithm, better the algorithm, the more likely Mark Cuban is going to give us money. <laughs> That's a reference to the YouTube page. But um, we'd love to say in chat, but Jake's going to make me a wife that you know, will inevitably be disgusted by me and scream and I'll destroy everything out of rage. That's a spoiler for a movie that came out, I think, in 19, you know, 40 something. Bye, guys. Bye.